to Animoa, the animated movie watch. I'm Birdie. I'm Beffers. And today's episode is The Great Mouse Detective. We pick our movies from the list of animated feature films on Wikipedia. Any movie with a theatrical release that has a critic's rating of over 50% on Rotten Tomatoes will get its own episode here on Animoa. And we're watching these films in chronological order. 1986. It's The Great Mouse Detective, Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> It's mouse year. <laughs> yeah. An American Tale comes oh, out later yeah. that same year. Uh, well, well, that'll come up. First of all, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? I got some fancy-ass kombucha. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. It's... I, I, the lighting in my room is terrible. It's is pink. It, it's pink. Okay. Okay. I've got, like, reddish furniture behind us. I'm like, is this red? Is it purple? Is it pink? What, what's happening? It's a, a blueberry mint what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, let me know how that is. Uh-huh. I just have my, my usual sparkling water, grapefruit, nothing fancy. <laughs> Let's have a terrible sound. Cheers. Oh, that, <laughs> that did not work. Nope. I like the little extra splorsh that happened. So this kombucha was a free sample at a grocery store like a few years ago. What? And this is the only... No, I didn't buy it a few years ago. Okay. I, re- <laughs> I remembered it. And normally people say, oh, if you give a free sample, people will buy the thing you're giving a sample of. And I'm like, nah, I'm going to eat it and walk away because I'm a cheapskate. But this is the only thing I've bought after getting a free sample of it. You came back for more. It took me a few years. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I still got a customer. It was so good that I remembered it. So, So, okay. So I guess you like blueberry mint. It was just surprisingly good. This has been an ad for whatever the fun you're drinking. Some kind um, of, of <laughs> it tastes like wine. Seriously, it tastes like a rosé, but it's kombucha. Well, uh, you're not going to find anything like this in the tavern in the Great Mass Detective. That's for fucking sure. What were they drinking? Drugs, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck kind of drug that was that Dawson drank, though, because he got fucked up real quick, and then he recovered, like, an instant later. It's like, okay, no repercussions. Did, did he... Did he spend years abroad building up an immunity, immunity to, to IOK powder? I mean, he was in Afghanistan, so maybe. <laughs> anyway, hey, great mass detective. Yeah. Right off the bat, first thing I want to know from you is what is your history with this movie? I have a very funny history. I didn't really watch it when I was a kid, but... <gasps> okay, so... I was a teenager and needed to go to the doctor's office. And oh. I was in that in-between age. So I was like 14. So okay. my mom took me to a pediatrician's office. And I was sitting in the waiting room surrounded by little toddlers. Aww. And I thought, I am so out of place. But oh, hey, the great mouse detective is on TV. <laughs> so, that was the first time you saw it? No, it wasn't the first oh. time I saw it. But okay. that's the only memory I have Aww. of it. <laughs> okay, okay, I see, I see. So you had seen it when you were younger, but it wasn't, like, one that you watched over and over necessarily? Right. Okay. Had you seen it since the time in the pediatrician office? No. Whoa! Okay. Wow. Okay. I We have very different experiences with this movie then. Yeah, this was one that you watched over and over. I watched it over and over and over and over. This is... I, I think of this movie as a huge part of my childhood, and I don't even know why. And I have a... I do have kind of a, a working theory... I actually don't remember if this was one that we take off the Disney Channel or if we had the actual VHS. This I always mix up which ones we owned and which ones we didn't, especially anything pre-Renaissance, you know? 
Um, because we we ended up buying all the ones on for the Renaissance because like that was when they were coming out is when we were alive when I was alive anyway. This predates both of us by one year. <laughs> World, um, but not as old as this movie. <laughs> but um, so my my thought is. It, 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 it's a movie that, again, yeah, it's, it's coming out of this weird time where it's it's kind of fresh for someone that would have been like me and my brother's age, but it was like, it's like it wasn't quite the Renaissance, but it, because it predated it, but we were old enough to be forming memories before those all started coming out. We watched it a lot because we probably already owned it or something, or we already had access to it or... Until all those movies came out, we we just had to keep watching the same stuff mm-hmm. that we had. And I feel like this was just one of those. Yeah. And I, I do think I, I watched it more than a lot of other movies that we owned. I just, for some reason, I have such visceral memories of, like, every single inflection that, like, Vincent Price does as he delivers his lines as Radigan. Yeah. And all the music is super, super ingrained in my brain. So I, it's interesting to be like, okay, all right, I'm going to come at it from that angle, and you're coming at it from a, you you like it though, right? Oh yeah. Okay, okay, but again, you didn't like grow up watching it over and over. No. So okay, so, so I, I see this with fresh eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Okay, okay. Wow. Okay, that's very exciting. We're not going to go through the whole um, plot of this because, uh, as I was even stating before we started the episode, as we get into these more modern familiar movies especially the disney movies they're 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 just not as obscure it doesn't really require us to go through and detail the plot no we all know basil of baker street dawson radigan olivia it's it's toby (laughs) it's just a basic mystery it's yeah modeled after sherlock holmes that's exactly yeah uh, based on the book series it was oh there's a book series yeah oh man how do i not know oh no (laughs) i I do know it was originally going to be called Basil of Baker Street, but Michael Eisen was like, no, it's too English. And yet this entire thing is so freaking British. So, so British. I love it. <laughs> Victorian, even. 1897. Yep. So right before, right before the turn of the century. Um, and actually the year of the actual Diamond Jubilee of Queen Victoria. Oh, wow. I love that. I love that little detail. <laughs> of course, growing up, I was like, what the, I don't know what a Diamond Jubilee is. It sounds... Sounds tasty. Like, yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little freaking stupid kid. I don't know. Cheese crumpets sounded amazing when I was little, I must say. Ooh, they do sound amazing. Don't they? <laughs> so did you have, like, like familiarity with, I mean, obviously familiarity with Sherlock Holmes, but had you read or seen or watched or, and, and had you had exposure to any other Sherlock Holmes kind of, like, media before? Before Great Mouse Detective, like before I just well, recently watched. No, Great no, no, Mouse. no, not just recently, but like, let's let's go with um since your strongest memory of it until recently would have been that pediatrician visit. Yeah. Before that, because you would have been like you know like young teenager. Hmm. Had you like read or seen any Sherlock Holmes before them? I did read one or two Sherlock Holmes novels in high school. I don't remember if that was before or after. Okay. But, you know, growing up, you you know the references. You sure. Know Sherlock and Watson and, you the know. The pipe and the pipe and the weird clue searching. Yeah. I've been tree my idea of Watson. Yeah. yeah. All the pop culture knowledges. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So this Basil of Baker Street, this, this, the great mouse detective, he's not necessarily your Sherlock, is he? 
do you have a Sherlock? Like a oh, like a like like how, so like so like how we had um when we talked about Robin Hood when it was like when I think of Robin Hood I think of a fox, and when I think of Sherlock Holmes I think of a mouse. That's just because that's how what I grew up with. Do you, do you have a Sherlock or is it is it just a mouse? <laughs> no, I don't think I have a Sherlock. Okay, Maybe okay, he's he's just a weird human. Okay, not Basil uh, Rathbone or whatever his name is. <laughs> Which no, but I guess he had a cameo in this. <laughs> he is so endearing. I can see how anyone would equate the two. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I've asked a few things. Now I kind of just want to sort of like just sort of like okay, well, what what do you want to talk about? Like, what do you want to what do you want to focus on? What 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 are, what are some things that you're dying to talk about? First things first. How awesome is Vincent Price? Oh my god. <laughs> He's amazing in this role, and he's clearly having so much fun. He's clearly having so much fun. This whole movie was pretty great, and at the same time, he still carries it on his back. (laughs) He he is a stand-up performance in a really freaking solid film. If you take him away, it's still a good film, but boy, howdy, he's... He's just so damn good in it. I read that the animators used his gestures. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... His, his animation is fantastic too. Just just all of his gestures, like yeah. the, the way that they're they're incorporated into his character. And this is Glenn Keane, who is the supervising animator for him. So we are looking at some more 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 heavy lifting from Glenn Keane, who's sort of I've mentioned him before a couple of times. And this is when he starts kind of growing into his own and becoming a bigger figure at Disney. My absolute favorite gesture when he is when he comes out of the curtain when the Queen announces him. <laughs> yeah. He's like. He does this huge arm gesture where he does a big old ta-da. Presents himself. And on top of that, he's covered in gleaming metals. Oh my god, he's so extra. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's just so many great little beats that like a lot all the characters have them, but he he in particular. I love the bit where uh, he's telling Basil that he's 15 minutes late and he's got the little pocket watch out and he's called a rat again and he just freezes with a grin on his face and then he just closes the the the, the pocket watch that's the only movement is just snap and he's still <laughs> grinning and it's just tight on his face this rictus oh it's so good i really appreciated radigan's anger management oh the first time i think it's the first time no I think it's when he's mad at Fidget, right? He's mad at Fidget. And (laughs) so first he starts yelling and then he clutches his heart. Yes. Then he turns red. And then he just pushes it back down. Yeah. Oh, and it's so well animated too. I was going to use that as an example of just like, oh my God, the body language on him. It's just so good. And all the noises he makes. (laughs) Fidget. And then the pacing Right after that, when when Fidget thinks that he forgives him, and they like walk off the scene, and then there's like one second, and then ding ding ding, (laughs) and then that amazing scream, which was not uh, Candy Candido doing that scream, but nah, but it's still a really good scream. (laughs) (laughs) Now Radigan's amazing. Uh, What do you what do you think of his song? I actually didn't care for his song. <gasps> I wasn't impressed by it. Oh, no! It's probably because the henchmen needed to work on their chorus. Oh. We need okay. to blend better. You hurt my soul a little <laughs> bit. It's one of my favorites. I mean, Radigan himself in the song is okay. But it's so catchy. Oh. <laughs> well, 
it's greatest criminal mind. It's like the music goes, dun, 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 dun. ah, it does good stuff. But. Well, I mean, maybe I'm spoiled by the Disney Renaissance villains. Okay, so fair enough. He set the stage, though. Okay. And Henry Mancini set the stage by giving him a fucking villain song. Yes. Ah. Uh, We'll talk about the music later. Yes, we will. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I brought it up. I, I, I was thinking maybe segue like, with the song, but we should talk more about characters since you led with Rat again. Um, okay, how about Fidget? Um, Fidget, you, you know, I had a love-hate relationship, relationship with Fidget growing up because mm. he was terrifying <laughs> in that first... No, he has a couple of jump scares, but that first time when he busts through the window and it's just that face, he looks like a fucking gremlin. <laughs> he looks exactly like a gremlin. Yeah. Yeah, that scared the shit out of me as a little kid. Like, I, I hated that. the beginning of the movie. I'd be so scared when it was starting. I was already dreading it when I could, like, when the, the doll is, like, the little uh, wind-up doll is dancing. I'm just like, I know it's coming, I know it's coming, I know it's coming. Um, yeah, uh, that beginning, it started out all happy, and then it turned bleak because What's-Her-Face's father was kidnapped. She Olivia. was all alone. And Hiram Flavisham. Flavorhammer. Is... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> The bleak beginning is so Disney. It, it is, but at the same time, so bleak. Like, I feel like, again, this kind of set the stage for those bleak Disney beginnings. It kind of makes, well, it's not as dark as, like, at least he wasn't, like, murder. At least he was just kidnapped. But Jesus, it is still, like, when she's just sitting there going, Daddy, Daddy. I know. So, oh, my God, my heart. <laughs> Although, I think I was slightly bothered by the fact that she has this accent. She's saying, Daddy, and I, like, Daddy seems like such an American thing to say, not like a UK thing. I would I would expect like Papa or Father, you know, like like, you know, like Father or Papa. Anyway, um, I'm glad that you mentioned Gremlins because the entire time I was like, he is definitely a Gremlin, not a yeah. bat. <laughs> yeah, it's just a little freaky Gremlin. Um, I loved him. Did you like his voice? Well, it's it's it, again Candy Candido. So we this is one of his last performances, I think. Period. Even though he, he didn't pass away until 99, I think. Mm-hmm. But this is one of the last Disney movies he, like, did. And yeah. it was a big role for him, obviously. I Yeah, again, it's, it's just one of those things that I just kind of take for granted because I grew up with it. And so, like, I hear his voice. I hear him doing, like, this girl. Yeah, like, just, like, reciting all the things he needs to do. And his little, like, his humming when he's like, <laughs> and singing, like, let me be good to you when he's walking down the pipe and everything. I'm just... It's just stuck in my head. Oh, so it's so hard for me to divorce from it. So what what do you think of his voice? I really liked it. Okay. I liked it just as much as Creeper from The Black Cauldron. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. okay. It's actually kind of similar kind of characters and performance. This little henchman, just kind of toady little henchman. Yeah, I think based on these past two Disney movies, I prefer it when the henchmen have more gruff voice or more... Mm. Uh, unearthly voices instead of like those high-pitched screeching okay so not pain and panic <laughs> they're entertaining no, 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 no hat. <laughs> so yeah no, fidget and just what just a fun little idea for a character to be like a, a bat to be a henchman a henchman to like a rat and be in this world of mice it's like okay yeah he's like the same so he's basically a a mouse with wings anyway, so yeah, he, he fits right in. Um, although there is, like, Bill the Lizard from freaking Alice in Wonderland <laughs> shows up for some reason. He's just chilling with all of them. It's like, okay, he's the same size, too. Why not? Oh, well, yeah, all the Disney movies are connected, so yeah. All right, yep. Yeah. Uh, unified Disney theory, sure. <laughs> the more Disney movies I see, the more I believe it. 
you know, I, I, I can't discredit it entirely. <laughs> it could be. Oh, speaking of Disney, referencing Disney, did you catch, you definitely catch, caught the Dumbo oh, reference. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That, that, that's... <laughs> Again, this is this is one of those movies, and as I feel like as we get more into the Renaissance, we're we're both going to have a lot of these where it's just like I know this movie like the back of my hand, yeah. but even more than the back of my hand because I couldn't tell you what the back of my hand looked like without looking at it right now. It's veiny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, I, I <laughs> where did that mole come from? <laughs> Shit, <laughs> gotta go to the dermatologist. No, I yeah, it's it, again, it's it's so weird. To just be talking about this movie and just be like, wait, you mean you don't know it word for word by heart? <laughs> we have different lives, believe it or not. Believe it or not. We grew up in the exact same years. We did, and, and just, yet, look it, at these experiences. It all depended on our access to these movies. Yep, yep, I, I had very much access to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Too much, one might say. But, yeah, no, uh, who else was? Well, I mean, obviously, we can just talk about Basil himself. Oh, yeah. Sure. Do you, do you like Basil? What do I, you think of him? I do. Like, normally the Sherlock characters annoy me because he's basically a drugged up asshole. Yeah, an e- egotistical asshole. Which, yeah. not, not to say that Basil isn't, he doesn't have, like, shades of that. He, right, especially at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a kid's movie, so you, you can't do too much of that. I soften it. Yeah, he's very endearing. He is. He is. I, a lot of my notes as I was taking notes throughout the movie, it has been a minute since I've seen this one, but not, like, as long as you. Yeah, it was just a lot of just realizing, oh, oh, look at them setting that up. Look how cute he's being with Olivia here. And look at him catching her and like holding her close and then being like, oops, I touched a child, put it down. Um, <laughs> I'm glad they didn't make a big deal out of him thinking, oh, it's, it's a child, ew, get away. Like, no. There were just little moments and, mm-hmm. and we didn't need this whole big scene where they're explaining to each other, oh, I don't like children, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's the thing that this movie does so well is they don't have to explain a lot of things. They just sort of let the characters just be. And yeah. they just sort of act out sequences and have they bounce off of each other. And they're you can just tell everything about it just from that. It's like, good, good writing, damn it. Yes, that's how it should be. Good goddamn writing. <sighs> yeah, no, Basil's uh, a, a very entertaining protagonist and... Uh, a smart Disney protagonist, yeah. uh, obviously. I mean, he's a Sherlock. <laughs> he is a Sherlock. <laughs> I mean, yeah, more excellent animation from him as well. Mm-hmm. And gosh, what else? That's about it. That's about it. How about Doctor Dawson? Adorable. <laughs> he's so. He's also incredibly endearing. I, I love how he just immediately takes a little Olivia under his wing, and it's just like, all right, okay, come on, I'm gonna help you out, and. He's just very sensitive and sweet, oh. and I, I, I like. I love the, the the bit where Basil kind of like sort of yells at him for letting Fidget get away with Olivia, um, in at the, the the toy shop scene, and and he Dawson just sort of slumps over in a corner oh, yeah. and just feels so bad, and 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 Basil like has to like kind of he, he ends up kind of comforting him, and he's like, look, I didn't I didn't really mean it, but he doesn't really say that. He's just sort of like, don't worry, we'll we'll figure this out. Yeah. When Dawson was slumped over and and crying, I thought we were about to go into a song. Oh my gosh. And honestly, if they had, I think it might have ruined that scene. Oh yeah, no. I'm glad they didn't go too heavy on the songs. No, there's really not that many, but two. 
three if you count the um, goodbye so soon on the record. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, mean... I count that one because okay. Mancini wrote it. So. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, and it's in the credits. <laughs> They're singing in the credits, oh. which uh, Disney Plus really didn't want me to watch the credits. <laughs> Come on, let me. I know, same here. It's so annoying. Oh, yeah, I guess we can mention we watched this separately. We had weird schedules this week, so we ended up watching it separately yeah. and reconvening to discuss. But maybe that was for the best, because we got to enjoy it in our... In our own little way. Little, our own little worlds. Yeah, yeah, I got to just sit there and, like, giggle like a little lunatic <laughs> over all the little things I remembered and just all the moments that I have always laughed at. And I got to stop in the middle of the movie and let the cats lick chicken off of my fingers. Fantastic. <laughs> Fun experiences all around. Speaking of cats, Felicia. Oh, oh yeah, she was a cat. Yeah. <laughs> I did not catch that. Yeah, more more weird stuff with Disney. Oh, like, no, wait. They, they like cats. They, they, they like dogs, but they don't like cats kind of thing. Because Toby's adorable and Felicia's kind of a bitch. Wait, you're thinking... Felicia's the, like the huge cat, right? Yeah, the, the okay, big... I got confused. Okay. I was thinking of Kitty Mouse, the singer. Oh, is that her name? Apparently. Oh. It's a stupid I just, name. I just think of her as just being the, the white mouse who's played by Melissa Manchester. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, you said Felicia. Yeah, she's the huge... Felicia. Yeah. The, um, he rings the bell for her. And... I kind of love her. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> but do you love her more or do you love Toby more? I think I love the cat more. <gasps> I don't know. Toby, Toby's like a bumbling Toby, basset hound. Toby! He's so cute! He's reliable and he's cute. <gasps> but yeah. No, Felicia has some comedic scenes, so... She does. <laughs> She's alright. <laughs> I, I definitely prefer Toby. And that's this is coming from a cat person. Oh. But... He's just, he's got that bassoon theme, and he's so cute with Olivia, and he listens to her, and it's just adorable. But okay, fair enough. Agree to disagree. Um, I do love their chase. I love how freaking high-speed, cartoony, blurry they get during that sequence. Yeah. Like, so fast. There's <laughs> like a lot of that in this movie. It's a very cartoony movie compared to Black Cauldron. There's a reason for that. Yes. <laughs> She's... Is it time to say why that is? Um, any more characters? Um, uh, I mean, we didn't really talk about uh, Olivia's dad. Flavorshams? Flavorsham. Flavorsham. Flibbersham. Flammerhammer. Oh, yeah. So, a funny story about that. At the very beginning of the movie, I thought, why do I feel like I'm watching Mickey's Christmas Carol? And then, yes! then halfway into the movie, when we got back to Flavorsham, I was like, Oh, he's Scrooge McDuck. Okay, he sure is. <laughs> that right there is Alan Young. He was Scrooge McDuck for like thirty years, I think. Mm-hmm. Like from this, from Mickey Christmas Girl through Ducktales until, I mean, I, I want to say until the new Ducktales because he he wasn't around for that because mm-hmm. I think that was David Tennant. But um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think right before that, I think it might have been when he passed away. But yeah, Rip. He that it was it was one of those things where. I probably knew him from this even before that. Sacrilege. I mean, I I, pro- I might have like seen a Mickey's Christmas Carol like around the same time, like probably at some point on the Disney Channel because that would have been a thing that they would have played. But I definitely saw this a lot more than I ever watched any Ducktales, mm-hmm. <laughs> even Treasures of the Lost Lamp, which we'll get to that one probably. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, anyway. It, it, it sucks that he has to do what he has to do, but I understand because he wants to protect his daughter when Radigan's an asshole and brings her in. And still it is like, you know, killing the queen, <laughs> taking over the monarchy. It's like, yeah. ooh, that's pretty intense. <laughs> oh, what, do you, what do you think of his robot? Very silly. <laughs> yeah. I, I loved that sequence where he's like, I don't care. And he like makes it malfunction and it just <laughs> loses its shit and like dumps tea on itself. And <laughs> it's just so cartoony and fun. And then it like spurts out some oil, it lands on Radigan's chest and he just hanky wipe it off. <laughs> just so much memorable shit. Okay. I think that's covered characters. So are we moving on to discussing like kind of like the history of this movie and uh, its significance? You pick. Let's do that, because I have a question for you. What does Cinderella, 101 Dalmatians, and the Great Mouse Detective all have in common? Oh, dear. Um, the answer is not mice. Oh, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> I was it's kind of a riddle. Racking my brain trying to think of mice that were in 101 Dalmatians. No, uh, a cheaper animation? I mean, a kind of not quite what I'm getting at, but I, you're, you're kind were of they, thinking the right way, I think. Were they trying to cut back on how animation was produced? These are the films that are kind of considered the ones that saved Disney Studios oh. for their respective time periods. Like Cinderella coming out when it did after the post-war bullshit. And it sort of proved like, oh, yeah, we can do this again. Hunter Run Animations was the one that did the xerography thing, which was like, oh, God, thank God we can do this and it can be cheaper. Let's do this because it was getting way too expensive, especially after Sleeping Beauty. Um, and then this coming out after the bomb that was the Black Cauldron and being like, guess what? We don't have to shut down. We can yeah. still do this. So yeah. yeah, all three of those movies were kind of the movies that saved Disney. I'm putting little air quotes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just thought that was kind of neat. That's like, oh yeah, this, they all get kind of credited with that. Yeah, it, it very well almost did not save Disney because uh, they wanted to cut back on the budget. <gasps> they and, did. Um, they wanted to cheapen the animation and make it look more like TV cartoons. And in some places it kind of does show. Yeah, they, I think they used bolder lines and they dulled the colors a bit so it, you know, it didn't, mm-hmm. it just wasn't as expensive. That's what I read. Yeah, definitely some crowd scenes, like just, just using my eyeballs, like, <laughs> and then and certain like backgrounds, they just sort of like dumbed things down a little bit. Some of the, I noticed sometimes when they show like the characters smaller or further away, they just look kind of like little blobs. It kind of reminded me of the, the cutting corners that I was seeing in, like, The Rescuers, mm-hmm. where they did the thing with the eyes. It kind of reminded me of that, where it was just sort of like, oh, they just didn't really, they just didn't really fully animate them there, did they? Mm-hmm. A couple of freeze frames sometimes. I noticed uh, a blooper, kind of. Oh! Uh, Radigan has just captured Basil, and he has um, uh, Flaversham standing next to him, like, tied up with a... Yeah, chip around his mouth, and then the next cut, it's gone. Oh, okay. I thought we were gonna say like Olivia was back in the bottle or something. Oh, and that too. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I can't remember if it's exactly in that scene or if it's just in the next scene. You're sort of like, wait, how did that happen? Or there there was some sort of weirdness with that that I seem to remember, but I could be wrong. But yeah, that said, the animation when they you know put effort into it is so damn good. Like this this is. This is supposedly the B team that was working on this movie rather than the Black Cauldron. Mm-hmm. And kind of like the rejects. <laughs> and yet, look what they made. And they made something that was just so much more enjoyable and received 
so much better. Yeah. So much better. It was a box office and a critical success. And as we had mentioned in a previous episode, they used CG. They sure did. For the clock scene. They sure did, which, uh, as we also mentioned, mentioned before, before, um, was inspired by Cagliostro. By yes. Mizagi. Yeah. Okay, so two things. One, <laughs> what, when they showed them inside the clock, I was like, whoa. Like it's a, so beautiful. <laughs> just verbally said that. Nice. And, and then I thought, okay, yeah, this is what... Birdie was talking about. This yep. is the CG. Yep. It's kind of obvious, but it's still very beautiful. And I went back and watched the clock scene in Cagliostro. Yeah. yeah. And then I rewatched the clock scene in Great Mouse Detective just to compare. Mm-hmm. Both of them are so much fun. They're they're both fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, th- thanks to that layout artist who was just like, hey, I want to move the, the fight inside Big Ben instead of just on the hands. Let's go inside. Because I saw this movie that did that, and it yeah. was really good. I, <laughs> I will say, I think Cagliostro was a little bit better. In term- I think they do more in there, right? Yeah, they interact with the gears a lot more. Yeah, it's it's fairly brief in this, and understandable with them using the CGI. So, like, I guess apparently what they did is they they constructed just some wireframe models of these gears, and then they printed them out and painted over them on the cell, uh, the animation cells. So it's almost like they traced in it. <laughs> Speaking for myself, that's something I do in a lot of the art that I do professionally is I, I take 3D animated, uh, 3D modeled objects. If I just need like a, like say like a cup or something. And then I just like, I wanted a certain angle. So I do that in 3D first and then I shove that over into Photoshop and I paint over it. Uh. So that's kind of what they did is they just sort of like did that. That's my understanding of how they did it. Uh, I'm sure it was very time-consuming, though. <laughs> so I have a question for you. Oh. Related to the clock scene. Yes. When Radigan and Basil fall off the clock into their death, wow. did that ever scare you as a kid, no matter how many times you watched it? Did it make you nervous that Basil might die this time? No, because um, I, I knew. And I, it was always so exciting to like hear that squeaky, squeaky, squeaky <laughs> sound of the propeller of him coming back up. The parts that scared me were always fidget jump scares. Oh. <laughs> well, and I guess Radigan, like when he pulls out his claws a little, like for the first time, and when he's like kind of turning more feral as he's oh, running yeah. up, that was really cool. It's it's so well done. <laughs> it's so much of this is so goddamn well done. There's like an entire psychology behind Radigan pretending to be a mouse. Oh yeah, there's so much. That's okay. This is why I love him as a Disney villain. There's just there's just so much psychology to him. He's so, he's got so much more depth than a lot of villains who came before him. And again, paving the way for future Disney villains. Yes. He he is up there among the best of them. And he probably has the most medals. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we saw them all. Oh god, they're blinding. <laughs> we saw them all. <laughs> oh god. He does kind of fling him. Oh god. Back to gremlins. Back to oh, that's right. He left flashing them. Oh my god, that's right. Oh, weird connections. And wait, when did Gremlins come out? Is that 86? Google it. Oh my god, I have to know. Gremlins. 84. Okay. Okay, so they ripped off a Gremlins with Fidget's appearance. <laughs> anyway. Oh man, you I'm I'm really pinning down what scares you watching all of these movies. Yeah, you're, yeah, stuff from the 1980s, apparently. <laughs> 1980s scare me. The entire 1980s. 
It's a lot. Speaking of older movies, yeah, the Raggedy Ann and Andy musical adventure. Motherfucker, yeah. When okay, when these mice were in the uh, the human toy shop, mm-hmm. there were like some clowns <gasps> that reminded me of yes those Raggedy Ann and Andy. Yeah, okay, that sequence kind of scared me. Too. That scared me as an adult too. Like they yeah. like they were trying to do jump scares and and like all the the toys being turned on at the same time and like that slowly cool. kind of coming. Well, no, I like until. That. Until Olivia wanders off and walks up to the Basida and then fucking another jump scare. Hello, <laughs> bat. Fuck no, you. I thought it was more scary when every time they turned, there was some face staring at Oh, him. yeah. And the scariest one actually was the, the doll. doll. <laughs> like, I have those kinds of dolls. They never do that. Who the hell is drawing this doll? It's it's the angle. I mean, it's like from the perspective of a little oh. tiny mouse and like looking up and like imagining how... The cats look up at our faces when they see us. It's like oh. up our noses. That's why they run from me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've nailed it. There it is. I'm like, all I did was say hi. <laughs> skitter, skitter. So we're talking about like kind of different sequences now. I was going to ask, like, did you have like a favorite scene or set piece or, or like sequence? Hmm. It might have been the clock scene. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah. It might have been when Fidget was eaten by the cat briefly. <laughs> it, that was probably mostly the voice acting. Yeah. Put me down. Put me down. <laughs> <laughs> but right before that, I really loved when Radigan was carrying him yeah. off screen and Fidget's arm is around him. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, charming. One of my favorite scenes, and this, this requires explanation, is the tavern scene. Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about that. Let's talk about the tavern scene. There's a lot to unpack there. but It's so fun. It's 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 delightful. And there's just so many colorful characters all around. Like, even the the, the, the bartender and the, the bar uh, waitress. I don't know. Bar wench now. Um, they, they're, they're so memorable, even for, like, that's it. They're only in that scene. And yet, like, I, yeah, I remember what they look like and how they talk. And mm-hmm. she's like, freaking Mrs. Lovett with her accent. <laughs> and, and the, the, the guy at the piano and the fact that there's like the, the, the octopus who's juggling and then. And tap dancing. And tap dancing at the same time. That's very talented. But the thing that, for whatever reason, my brother and I loved this moment so much when, a new act starts and the like the the masses play the piano it just sort of like does this really big build up and the curtains open and it's just like this lizard and a toad on a unicycle <laughs> and like the music is so jaunty but the second the curtains open everyone starts booing it's just like <laughs> instantaneous and we just loved that when we were little like that is just so fucking funny to us <laughs> that like it it instantly everyone hates them and they get booed off the stage and they just like the, the frog smiling the whole time even as he gets like hit by tomatoes and bowled over backwards but then you get followed up with the song let me be good to you yeah what do you think of that song freaking love her voice yes oh my god okay. but then she strips and i'm like whoa yeah hello disney <laughs> um hello furries um yeah, no, and she's like, I'll take off all my blues. It's like, yeah, you did. Um, there they go. <laughs> and then one of the guys starts scrambling on stage, and two other guys hold she him like back. She kicks him, too. I wish there were those kinds of bodyguards at Comic-Con. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, that song is 
one of those songs that gets stuck in my head and that I'm like, oh, man, I want to, I, I want like a karaoke version of that. I would sing the hell out of that. It'd be so much fun. <laughs> I have two really funny things about uh, Dr. Dawson. Yes. Uh, he was just adorable in this scene. Yes. Like when he's ordering a drink, he's like, I'll have a sherry. Yeah. <laughs> sherry Niles. Yeah, exactly. I was even thinking that. I was like, I don't like that. <laughs> and then when he's drunk or whatever, he's drugged, apparently. And then he gets up on the stage and starts dancing. Yeah. But then when he falls off the stage, he has pink showgirls. Yes. Instead of pink elephants yes. going around his head. <laughs> I love that little detail. Oh, it's adorable. And I, I, I love how he's like like really embarrassed by his outfit. Just sort of like, I feel ridiculous. I mean, I would be too. Yeah, it's like a crop top. It basically was, poor guy. Whereas Basil's just like fully in character and having having a blast as much as he can. <laughs> he he likes disguises, obviously. He mm-hmm. did kind of show up in yellow face at the beginning, though I don't love that, but it's the 1980s, and I guess uh, that was a thing that just casually happened a lot. It just happens in every movie. And it's Disney, after all. God damn it. Uh, don't ruin this movie for me, damn it, Disney! Gosh, Ooh. let's see here. I know she's not a character, but I liked the ballerina doll. Oh, you did? Yeah. I Yeah, I felt bad for it when it gets its head popped off. I was <laughs> laughing. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> The noises and the timing. Well, what I love is his reaction to having done that. Like, he does it clearly on purpose. And then he, like, looks at it and his face just droops. Like, the, the biggest frown. And he just, like, oh. look, he, like, looks at it and then he looks at Flavorship and then he goes, finish it! <laughs> like, it's just, it's so good. He's so expressive. Everything's, <laughs> god damn it. And I like I like the doll's reveal at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, she's a, a flower. Yeah. A like, that's a pretty awesome invention. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they kidnap him for a reason. He's the best. He's the best robot and toy maker in town. He is. <laughs> so I guess something that we haven't really talked about then, other than mentioning the songs, is the music. Henry Mancini. Yay. Love him. Um, love what he did with this movie. It's this The main theme gets stuck in my head. I don't know if you've been hearing me hum it for the past day now. No. Okay, I have been. When I've just been like walking in and out of my room and going into the kitchen, just like bum bum ba 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 ba, it's just ah, it's so good. <laughs> um, he uses like a lot of bassoons and woodwinds in his music, and I loved how many bassoons there were in this. Like everyone gets a bassoon, Radigan gets a bassoon, Toby <laughs> gets a bassoon, Dawson gets a bassoon. <laughs> I could hear a lot of Henry Mancini in this. Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, it wasn't like overly Mancini, you know? Yeah. I really appreciate a, a soundtrack that doesn't try to outdo itself. Yeah. It, it, it's, 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 it's a, it doesn't get in the way. Yeah. It always balances what's happening on screen really nicely. And, like, it calls attention to itself in the right way. So, like, when you have, you know, like, this this adventurous, like, when, 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 the, when the balloon shows up at the end, which I, I fucking love that mm-hmm. balloon, and then they're like... Like they, they, they let the air out and it's just like erratically flying around London. It's just, oh my God, what a perfect blend of like adventure and comedy and suspense all at once. It's, it's great. But the music, it's like you, you hit, it's like the theme, but it's not exactly the theme, but it's got like, the, it, it, it follows the same cues as the theme. And, and um, like everybody gets a leitmotif. Like everyone has their own theme, which is so good to have. And it, it really helps like cement characters. Mm-hmm. 
And that that's that's one of those movie strong points or just its characters are just so lovable and memorable. <laughs> Love this movie. <laughs> God damn it. So this movie I feel does fall between the cracks. Would you say it's underrated or is it just like does it does it deserve more attention than it gets? Like I don't know what your understanding of this film was going into it like in terms of like did you know it was like kind of overlooked a lot of the time yeah. or okay i knew it was overlooked and after watching it i know it's overlooked yeah and but does it deserve to be overlooked okay here's the thing okay whenever a disney movie is overlooked it ends up being so good like <laughs> like the less Disney pays attention to something, the better that product is because it's not like shoved down people's throats. Frozen. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> Why did that pop into my mind? Can't so, imagine. Treasure Planet, The Emperor's New Groove, Kim Possible, Gravity Falls, those things are not shoved down our throats and they're just so awesome and there's a huge cult following for them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I see what you're saying. It, it still makes me feel kind of sad though because it's like mm. certain people might not have seen this growing up. <laughs> but that's why it is up to us. Oh yeah, to spread hey. the word. Watch the Great Mouse Detective. It's a really good movie. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I guess honestly, actually, yeah. At this point, do you have any final thoughts? Any, 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 um, anything that you were just burning to get out? Any, any funny moments or yeah. fun notes or anything? I have some random notes that I made. Okay. Um, my absolute favorite quote, for absolutely no reason, is when Olivia steps on the bat's foot. Oh. And, and he yells, my foot, my only foot. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that one up, because that was something I quoted all the time. Oh, really? When I was little. <laughs> yeah. My, I, I want to say, I don't know if it was me and my brother, or if it was me and like my friends who would have been that age. But yes, childhood friends who would have been before the age of five, we would have just been like hopping around. <laughs> my foot, my only foot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think I even wrote that down too. Two more notes about actors. Basil yes. was played by Barry Ingram. Yes, Shakespeare. Was, yeah, and was some uh, character in one of the Doctor Who's, which is just <gasps> oh, very shit, very British, very fitting. I I feel bad that I didn't know that. Oh. Do you know which doctor? He wasn't a doctor. He no, was but, uh, a which... secondary character. Um, I don't remember which season. It okay. Was. Yeah, sorry. But when I say which doctor, I mean which seasons of doctors. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, Alan Young was apparently Wilbur in Mr. Ed. Oh, just, just that's one right. Of those he wasn't. Yeah. Random things you find <laughs> when you peruse IMDb for a hobby. Yep. I will throw out some last minute trivia as well. Let's see. What do I know? Um, oh, well. This was uh, the last film that one of the nine old men was involved with. Mm -hmm. Very last film, because Eric Larson um, retired that year, but he served as a consultant for this film. So after this, no more nine old men. But we have the new generation, which again includes such people as uh, Glenn Keane. And then we also have, of course, of course, John Musker and Ron Glenneth, because they went on to do so many good things, and not the least of which being the kickoff of the Disney Renaissance Little Mermaid. Woo! Yeah. Woo! Which is coming up, but not yet. We still have uh, a few years to cover between now and then. 
And then looking to see if there's any other fun things that I was just like, oh yeah, this is a thing that I loved when I was little, or this is a thing that I quoted, or honestly, just like so much of like the little noises that Basil would make when he was like thinking, like during the chemistry set scene where he's like, come on, come on, come on, come on. Uh, <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and um, when he's like examining the the window of the toy shop and figures out that the hole is how Fidget got in and like. But before that, he's like, I was like, I didn't use those. These are, again, because I've seen the movie so many times, and all these little, like, tiny moments that just stick with me. And I will say, there's, there's, there's some suspension of disbelief, but because they made it so cartoony, it's like, you don't really mind. Like, how the fuck is he flying on this little tiny metal propeller thing and they keep, keep, that that's that's such a cartoony thing it kind of made me angry <laughs> oh no and like the fact that the the robot queen like popping out and like just talking to all the citizens and they're not remotely suspicious of this mechanical contraption <laughs> at all like her voice is clearly not normal y'all i guess maybe they're just not they haven't been exposed to robots, yeah. so they don't know. <laughs> Never mind that at one point her head pops up on a spring, and <laughs> yeah. the whole crowd is like, oh, okay. Huh. <laughs> they, they, they do start getting upset after that, yeah. but yes. Oh, and okay. The One of my favorite lines would be Radigan saying, I, I did, uh, there were so many ways to kill you, I didn't know which to choose, so I decided to use them all. And <laughs> pan out to show like all of the these horrible things uh, and his description of all the deaths twing twing bump, splat or whatever it all is yeah. and then of course Basil's way of getting out of that is just masterful mm-hmm. and more of his mumbling <laughs> <laughs> but uh one last tiny thing I love this weird animation moment uh where I think it's just sort of like exaggerated and it just looks so much worse than it is uh Radigan has Olivia and he's like Stay where you are, the girl dies, and then he kind of whooshes away. But he whooshes and he like has her in his hand and he like flings his arm and it looks like she should smack against the wall <laughs> as he like swoops out through the curtains. But yeah, it's just, like the most dramatic turn ever, and it's just, like she's just going, going, going. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. And then she she just somehow magically slips through with him, and I just love that. He does some pretty violent things with his cape. I mean, he also kills a dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty violent when you think about it that way he kills Bartholomew for calling him a rat Yeah, while he's drunk like he wasn't even thinking straight man my god that was pretty scary yeah it's a little it's a, it's a little intense there's there's you know there's a, some intense scary moments it's almost like it's the 80s yeah <laughs> anyway so yeah fi- final final thought oh dear oh yeah <sighs> anecdote about today like, it's my day off of work, and I was going to enjoy it, but it was a pretty crappy day. Oh. Well, what has sustained me today is this movie oh. and some old, lesser-known cartoons from none other than Chuck Jones. Really? I just wanted to let everyone know that that's apparently a really good pairing for Aww. having a nice day. For, well, having a bad day and then improving it with yes. these things. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Great Mass Detective and Chuck Jones. Yeah. You know? Yeah, sure. I, I dig it. 
Do you, you just gotta love cartoons. Yes, almost like we're doing a podcast about them. <laughs> um, I don't think I need to give you my final thoughts. I think everyone already knows how I feel about this movie by now. But that said, you know, all things, all good things must come to an end. And what are we watching next week, Beckers? Lapida Castle in the Sky. <gasps> Never mind about things coming to an end. That's oh my god. Yes. Okay. okay. It's gonna be another gushing episode. Yay! Not that certainly not my favorite Miyazaki movie or anything. <laughs> Whoops. Oh boy. Um, sorry everyone in advance. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Okay. Are you ready? Imagine how the cats look up at our faces when they see us. It's like oh. up our noses. That's why they run from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>